good day. I'm not sure if you're listening to this in the daytime or nighttime, so I'll just say good day. That's kind of generic. Welcome to the Lightsaber Lounge. We're going to talk about more Star Wars stuff. I'm your host, Scott McDonald, and I'm here in the lounge with three co-hosts today. They've been here with me for the first couple of episodes. This is number three. Uh, welcome back, Sadir. Hey. Welcome, Simon. Hey. And welcome, Tony, via FaceTime. Hey. He's there. Good. We're all here. And the sound's working. Mm-hmm. And apparently I'm recording, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So today we touched a little bit on the last episode about... We talked a little bit about fan service and kind of how the prequels did not do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're going to talk about the spin-off movies, which were sort of more standalone movies, two in particular. The two big ones, obviously, Rogue One and Solo. And they were kind of, uh, you know, for I think most fans, great anticipation. This is going to give mm-hmm. us more of kind of what we're interested in. Uh, Rogue One, more of an origin story. You know, how did the the plans for the Death Star get to the Rebels? That mm-hmm. was really exciting. I found that really intriguing. Solo, I I don't know if I really wanted that movie. I never really asked for it. It kind of came out of nowhere. And it's like, oh, okay, a Han Solo origin story. But when we saw him, he wasn't particularly old. Mm-hmm, it wasn't mm-hmm. like, say, Obi-Wan, where we only knew him as an old man. Now we get to see, oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So... Okay, two very different movies, the way they were received uh, by the fans and by critics alike. Both went through significant uh, production problems, like a lot of reshoots, uh, solo change directors. Uh, Ron Howard came in at the 11th hour and like had to reshoot, I don't know, a significant part of the movie. I think it was like, like almost like 75% oh, of the gosh. movie had to go yeah. through reshoots or something like that. Um, uh, Rogue One didn't change directors, but they did reshoot a significant part of that movie mm-hmm, as well. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why something was off, they felt. Mm-hmm. Perhaps too dark, <laughs> which could be understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Rogue One had a, we all know the ending there. Well, we didn't really know that they would all die, but mm-hmm. that's how it ended up. So much different ending to a Star Wars film. And Solo was kind of more the lighthearted swashbuckler. It was kind of like Indiana Jones meets Star Wars. Uh, so we're going to talk about those two movies. So overall, like, do you think like these types of movies, are they a good thing that we kind of break us out of the Star Wars kind of bigger story and we get these types of standalone movies? Is that a good thing? I guess out of the Skywalker storyline, I guess, is, is it's kind of been come, become to know, be known as, um, I guess to a degree, but it also kind of, I, I find that these movies are very, they're, they're, they're kind of hard to work with because they're so contained, right? Like you, you, you can't do very much with them, like beyond what what's because you already have an end that's supposed to happen with uh, Rogue One. Like it has to come to uh, Leia getting the, the the plans, and with Solo, he has to become the swashbuckler, right? Right. Um, we know he's going to live. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. There's <laughs> there's no consequence there, no, right? Yes. So so I I do think that you're kind of hampered there. Yeah. Unlike say when they explore characters that we don't really we've only seen in passing, and mm-hmm. this could be in a totally uh, different branch of the storyline. Yeah. It could take us anywhere. Yeah. Whereas I guess that's and so it's not only a standalone movie, but it's a prequel standalone movie. Both. Yeah. Of them. So that boxes it in a lot. Yeah. yeah. But it, it doesn't have to completely box it in. Like mm-hmm. you don't. Ha- the movie doesn't have to show us from a time right up to th- yeah. before time. Like, like I think that's the big problem with Solo. It's trying to answer every single question 
that you right. know about him. Here's how he met Chewbacca. Yeah. Here's how he uh, yeah, yeah got the Millennium Falcon. Here's, Here's his how, name. Like yeah. like it answer. It just it's like okay, we're just trying to answer fan questions. Yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, give us all the details about him. That's your script. Okay. Too yeah. much fan service. Yeah. 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 Too, almost. Yeah. Almost too much fan yeah. service. Literally. Yeah couldn't think of a story so let's just answer questions yeah. right right yeah. it's a q a movie basically <laughs> it should have just been I, a powerpoint presentation i like that that han solo was uh was not only the origin story of of, of han solo but also lando calrissian mm-hmm. and uh true the millennium falcon mm-hmm. you know that's the millennium falcon is as much a character in, in star wars as mm-hmm. anything true um so you know i appreciate it for that i think it I think you're right, Simon. I think it satiates a lot of, uh, it calms down the nerds mm-hmm. uh, a bit. Um, so I, I think that's part of what they were after. Uh, and then Rogue One, I, I, I thought that was a brilliant movie. Mm. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't know it had those problems. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm curious to find out what, what they were. But um, I just like the movies because like you said uh Sadir is it, it takes it out of the the Skywalker family mm-hmm. um and it also um Rogue One less so but it's less talking about the force and the jedis and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff which is which is it, a great uh part of the whole series but mm-hmm. um it, it kind of it it my my suspension of disbelief did not have to get cranked all the way up to 11 yeah. i could i could see <laughs> in Rogue One that things made sense yeah uh, nice. things were sequential and, and and they answered questions and and there was some great acting in rogue one which mm-hmm. you know um that you don't get in some of the other movies because the dialogue wasn't written by george lucas yeah uh, right that is a point well you do get this i mean rogue one is much grittier mm-hmm. darker yeah kind of more of a military movie really than any other star wars movie mm-hmm. um were you was everyone prepared for sort of the tone of that film? Was what you expected? I I don't think I was personally because although I love uh, I love Rogue One, I think it was a very well made movie. I've only seen it once, to be honest with you. I actually haven't gone back and watched it again, um, and not because I don't want to. It's just like one of those things. Uh, I think you said in one of the other podcasts, like you don't generally watch things that where you know it's going to be a bad movie, and that's kind of well, not it's going to have a bad ending. Sorry, right, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and and that's I that's, wasn't expecting that, and that right. end was just like, oh, okay, I guess that makes the most sense. But at the same yeah. time, wow, I did not see that coming, right? Um, and so. Uh, yeah, I don't think for me that tone wasn't. I wasn't expecting Rogue One to go right. that dark. That, that dark. Well, it was. There was a line. I'm not sure. If, uh, connect me if I'm wrong. If it was a New Hope or, it's in Return of the Jedi, where someone says lives were lost. It's in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So right. she's actually referring to the new set of plans, um, but they took that for, and it kind oh, of made this movie around that as right. well. Which, right. Which I guess is why I wasn't. Which is why I was thrown off so much because. In my impression, it wasn't these plans that got so many Bothans died. It was right. for the next set, for Return of the Jedi. Um, but it seems like they took that one and made that the focus of right. this, right? And, and to your point earlier about, you know, knowing the outcome of, you know, when Endor came out, we know, okay, mm-hmm. how this is going to end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that didn't make me 
like I really, really enjoyed Andor. Like mm-hmm. even knowing the origin story. Yeah. For him. Uh, for Cassian. For Cassian. Andor. Um, I just, it just felt that that's a whole other podcast. But that yeah. series just felt really. It wasn't star. It was almost like a really well written, character driven drama. Just happens to be set. Yeah, in the so Star Wars kind of universe, but it just was so I I just love that as and, a and TV th- show. And I think I think for uh, a lot of it, these are movies that aren't made for kids. Like these ones, this mm-hmm. these ones were really made for the older fans. Like this wasn't like like Star Wars or like re- the prequels. You don't mm-hmm. have Jar Jar Binks. You don't have the Ewoks. You don't have uh, the the Porgs or Porgies or whatever the hell they're called. Right. Um, this is yeah. just. This is more for for adults because this is more of a intrigue. There's more uh, thriller. There's more suspense. True, and I think that's why these ones spoke so much more. It was because there's this grittier aspect of it, and it's in the Star Wars world, which is right. makes it even more even more cool. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Whereas Rogue One, I, I think, is a more um, it's maybe the the prequel we hoped we were gonna get. Mm. before the prequels it's mm. you could say it's a prequel too yeah to yeah. the to the to uh, a new hope um and those movies uh it, it, i think to me it i i enjoyed it just because of right like the the darker greediness mm. and when you say it's it's for an adult audience mm. it's for that adult audience that was first introduced to star wars with with the a new hope and empire strikes back and return yeah. of the jedi yeah, that's the adult audience they were hitting because yeah. those are the those are the themes and those are the characters that we want their origin story. Mm-hmm, Lando mm-hmm. and Han and the Millennium Falcon and, and and you know what happened just before the the or just after the scroll in A New Hope. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's quite interesting because that's that just it literally leads right into right into it, right? So yeah. it did receive Rogue One received a fair amount of criticism for some of the pacing, which was a result of the reshoots. Mm. But did you guys get a sense of that at all? Did anything feel off or like Tony, you said you didn't really even know it had those issues. No, I, I thought it was, I was what I was glued to it the whole time. Mm. I didn't think anything was going long or anything was, was short or anything got short shrift. Um, I, I think it just, it went and it was, I, I was believable. Mm-hmm. To me, is mm-hmm. is the most the most interesting thing about Rogue One that I liked. The only thing that really just I didn't ruin it, but it was just a eh, was uh, Princess Leia, his parents, the special effect oh, the Leia, mm-hmm. the CGI. Area, mm-hmm. which was just not very you, good CGI. What did you think of um, Tarkin? I see. I found him okay. Yeah, but Leia just—it's like they tried, like they over obsessed. Like, why didn't you even just get someone that looks like her? <laughs> now the thing is, what I've heard is I've heard. People say the exact opposite. Really? They're like, Tarkin was just like too, too out much. too much. I couldn't yeah. deal with it. But Leia looked perfect. And I'm like, really? Because that's for me, Tarkin was the one. I was okay with Tarkin. Yeah, me too. And Princess Leia, when she came in, I was like, whoa, okay. Now this is this is a bit weird. Yeah. I don't think they even needed that. Like, to mm. be honest, why she... It was just like a... It was going to be... It's a fan service. Like, oh, we get to see Leia. Wow, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of, you know, part of me... Like with um, Jin Ursu's character, the character of Jin, Ur- Jin Ursu, mm-hmm. such a compelling, mm-hmm. strong female character. You almost want, I wish that was kind of what Leia was like in some ways. Mm-hmm. You know, um, 
I mean, we can't go back in time. This is a different yeah. movie. It's grittier, but just that performance, I, I, I wish her character could have continued, yeah. you know, to some yeah. degree. Because I found it that really, uh, because this is the first time we saw the story of what it's like to be a rebel and how mm. uh, it's full of self-sacrifice and it's terrible and it's awful. And, mm -hmm. and this is really what more really truly what a rebel, what a rebellion looks like. Yeah. It's the first time we've kind of seen that. Yeah. Because, and, and Cassian's point, right, is like, I've done horrible things. And you don't think of that when you're talking about the, re the rebellion, because they're the good guys. They're, you know, they're the guys who are fighting against the empire. Yeah, but in order to do that, you have to do bad things. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not part of this, this world. Like, I'm not part of what happens after the rebellion, right? Because I've done all these bad things, which I think is really interesting. And it's very, and yeah, again, it's, a, it's, it's not something that you've seen about the rebels. It's, it's a really interesting, realistic look at war right. at the end of the day. And I, I guess that's why it's successful because it's a standalone movie and what we talked about in the previous episode about, um, you know, uneven tone where they're adding, mm. uh, like say in The Phantom Menace, adding in Jar Jar and things for the kids and then it's back to serious and then it's a love story and then more kid stuff and mm. then the goofy droids, it was all over the map. This one got separated out. This is not what you yeah. take your kids to. Yeah. This is, uh, this right. is for the in, adult. In the other movies, they, they sanitize death. Right, you yeah. you kill it. You shoot a stormtrooper. It's just, it's it's target practice. When I first yeah. saw Star Wars, I'm like, are they robots or are they humans? Yeah, what yeah, is I it? Know. yeah. Um, and then and in the prequels too, you're just killing robots. Yeah. Uh, whereas in this, people die. Yeah. And 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 the leadership has mm -hmm. to make decisions on, you know, we're going to sacrifice these people for the greater good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, whereas in the other movies, it's like I don't think one Ewok died. They might have got injured. One, one Ewok dies. Uh, and, yeah, and, that's right. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, okay. no. So yeah, it's okay. they. They kind of uh, they took the kid gloves off. Yeah. For for Rogue One for sure. Yeah. A solo was a kind of a you know different tone. It was a little more about his charm. Mm -hmm. You know, I kind of liked. Like I didn't mind the story. You know, with yeah. uh, you know there were a lot of interesting characters. It wasn't so bad. Yeah. I just felt like watching another actor play. Solo, mm. that's not much younger than what the original Solo was. Yeah. It was just such a disconnect. I'm like, yeah. I'm not, I not feel comfortable watching this actor play this role. <laughs> um, if I didn't watch any of the others, like I said, it would be totally fine. I wouldn't yeah, know yeah, the difference. Sure. But it was just um, kind of weird for me. Do you often find you're doing math when you're watching Star Wars? Now like how, okay, they're this it? age here, <laughs> yes. and so that would make Anakin, yeah, yeah. like fifteen years younger than her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. know. <laughs> See, well, so the thing is, for me, when they announced Solo, I was really looking forward to it because, I, again, huge Star Wars, a huge Harrison Ford fan, and a huge Han Solo fan, and I was, I was actually really angry at the fact that there wasn't even a mention of Han Solo in the prequels. Like, I was really irritated by that. Um, and uh, so when Solo was coming out, I'm like, okay, great. Um, I don't know, like, if um, the guys who also, the ones who original directors for this, uh, for this series, I'm not sure if I would have really picked them as the original... Um, well, they're the Lego movie guys. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And also yes. the uh, um, Miles Morales, Spider-Man right. and all that. Right. right? So, um, yeah, it didn't really make a lot of sense that they would have picked these guys for it. Because apparently the original the original setup was there was tons of ad-libbing. They're like, yeah, we really don't care about the script. Just 
do whatever you want, you know, and we'll kind of, we'll kind of make it work. Um, And that's kind of how they run their movies a lot of the times. Um, And so uh, when the original direct, the original writer for Star Wars uh, for Solo found out about it, he was not happy. And so a lot of people were very upset. And so that's when the, the separation happened. And that's when Ron Howard came in. Right. Um, and honestly, if it had been Ron Howard from the beginning, I think that would have made a lot more sense just because of the story that we were trying to tell or that were that they were trying to get out. I think the way he does it would have made a lot more sense if he had just been there from the beginning. Yeah. Um, like it, it, he's, he puts out a movie that's just, it's solid. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's fun. Like, do they become iconic maybe not but it's you know it's gonna yeah. be he knows how to check all the boxes yeah. and it's gonna work yeah it's yeah. gonna work you're gonna have like you're you're gonna have your scenes that are important you're gonna have your scenes that are are goofy but you're also gonna have like the serious moments as well um and yeah if you had just done it from the beginning i think we would have been happy with it and would it have would it have still gotten a, a trilogy maybe mm. but um what we ended up getting for me i was like okay well that's that's fine like it's a, yeah. as as a Han Solo fan, I wanted I con I wanted considerably more, but um, I was like, yeah, okay, all right, fine. So did like uh, Simon was saying, we got all these sort of fan service, mm. um, you know, again checking boxes, like say things like which was cool. We get to see what this whole legendary Kessel Run was. Yeah. Like, did those things redeem it for you? Was there enough of those to go? Okay, that's cool. Uh, uh, you know, I'm satisfied or. I, for Not me, so I don't think so. I mean, because I didn't. Again, I was fine with the definition of the Force in in Star Wars, you know, or or an Empire. Like I was fine with. It. I didn't need Metaclorians, so I didn't need the Kessel Run, mm. you know. And I didn't. I would have. Yeah, I did want to know how he got um, how he got the Millennium Falcon. I thought that would have been a cool story, and it was. It was fairly good. I, I enjoyed that part. Right. Like I mean. Donald Glover did an amazing job as Lando Carizian. There's a reason why we're getting a Lando series, right? And not another Han Solo series. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, there's lots of things in there that I didn't need. I did like how they brought the droid in to become the, uh, to become Millennium Falcon. Just, it was a throwaway line in Empire that mm-hmm. C-3PO throws in there. Like, where did your, where did your ship learn to talk? Right. And this is what we have. And that to me is hilarious because it, it, I would never have expected that. I never thought about that line, uh, and you gave me a story for it. Okay, right. That makes sense. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. But um, but beyond that, I don't know if I really needed a lot of the other things um, in it. To be honest with you, but but I think a lot of the other things just weren't done very well. No, like yeah. I think I think people wanted them. Yeah, but oh, yeah, it, yeah, it needed to be better. Like I think even Lando, like there was a great actor, so it was really yes. good. Yes. But the story behind it, I don't know if was great. Yeah. Because also I find that I found the whole story actually quite confusing. I needed mm-hmm. like a book to follow <laughs> where we were going, who is, who is, uh, who is on what side mm-hmm. right. and like yeah. all the different gangs and yeah. who is, yeah, who was working with who at that moment. Yeah. Like it, it was like four different movies all in one with right. no setup and. Yeah. Like it, it was, it was confusing and it was just like. This is way too complicated for for what we need. And to a degree, I think I think basically what it was, it was like all three trilogies in one movie. Like the whole trilogy is in one movie, and you could have just done that in like 
three movies and it would have been fine. It would have been perfect. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I think there was an effort there to capture the original spirit of Star Wars. Mm. Like the tone of the first movie, they're trying to draw that back. Yeah. And and I think maybe that's where it went off the rails is it didn't have it. And Ron Howard kind of reeled some of that back in. Yeah. Which I did enjoy. Um, like, you know, he's, he's still charming and he's a bit, you know, he's just do everything by the seat of his pants and mm-hmm. don't play by the rules. You know, that's, that's, that's solo. Yeah. I did find one thing interesting and I, I wasn't in the movie, but I was reading something and what makes the Millennium Falcon fast is like it's space. So there's no such thing as fast and slow ships. You, yeah. you just go like there's no resistance. So <laughs> yeah. what, why is this ship fast? Yeah. It's because the computer can coordinate, can navigate so quickly with the computations of doing, uh, of doing these jumps through space, hyperspace, that makes it fast because it can make these computations faster no. than other computers. I there is that, but there is fast ships. Is there? Yeah, but uh, that's but you know what? If you look at if you look at so like I notice this with movies I've watched, they completely ignore the physics of space. Yes, everything's happening is like it's in atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. So they're all flying and rolling, and there's smoke and there's entrails, and yeah. they're having to there's well, fast there's... ships and slow ships. Well, there's sound. Well, and there's sound. <laughs> I don't think there's fast and slow in space. Well, in, in, in Star Wars space or real space? No, in, sto- in, in real, real space. space. <laughs> but in Star Wars space, there's all those things. And, and how many times? No, but in real space, there's fast ships. Because it it's depends on your... Some physicist is going to give us... Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Slack. Okay. If, but, if any physicist is listening to this, write in the comments. <laughs> well, let us know how fast ships well, are in space. But fast... Okay, this is my understanding. Mm-hmm. Fast here on Earth, it's the bill, it's the power you need to resist gravity and force and the atmosphere and all those things that are trying to slow you down. You have enough force to push through. Sure, but so in but, space there is none of that. But you're still you need it's, it's 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 there's still the basics of you need to push to move yourself. Yes. Well, if you have something faster to push yourself, you still or move faster in space. It's bigger to push yourself. Like, I don't think so. I think you just go farther. You don't slow down. Also, you don't slow down. No, there's no. Well, I know it's great inertia. I'm, I'm with you, Simon. I think there's fast shifts. Okay. In space. Well, that's a, let's get back to that on our <laughs> on our next podcast. on our engineering we'll physics we're, we're, podcast. We're, yeah, we're gonna bring an engineer in. Uh, uh, you know, let's do that. I'll see if we can uh, get somebody in here to clear. Maybe we can get Neil deGrasse Tyson to come in. There here you go. And, there you go. Give us some advice on that. Um. So, Tony, was there, for you, was there enough fan service in there to make redeem Solo for all its faults? In Solo? Um, I found, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the, the part where uh, he was part of the Imperial, uh, he was a pilot in the Empire, or he wanted to be. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I liked that part of it, the, the kind of, and, and that's another, if they're going to make another show or another movie, I'd like to see some more of that maybe something from the Imperial side, mm. something uh, at some big battle on, on some other planet that's got nothing to do with, with the Skywalker family. It mm. just kind of talks about, you know, how the empire uh, grew throughout the galaxy and, mm. and, and rested control. Mm. Um, but that's, you know, that's not a podcast, but uh, I, I thought the, the whole solo in an orphanage thing was kind of contrived, mm. um, just kind of a place to start from. Um, but overall, uh, I, 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 I enjoyed the movie again. Like I say, I, I really liked Don Glover's, uh, performance. Uh, I liked Woody Harrelson's as well. Uh, kind of that, uh, mentor to, uh, to solo. Hmm. Um, 
but yeah, so I, it's, and, and same with Sadir, like he's my, um, Han Solo is my favorite character. So I was glad to see more of it. I didn't mm-hmm. have that kind of disconnect that you had, Scott, between, uh, Harrison Ford and, and this, uh, Cameron, I don't know the actor's name. Got his but, name too. Um, but I, you're right. Like, that's the thing I was doing the math. So, so if Harrison Ford or, or Han Solo was 35 ish in, in a new hope, then, then this guy would be like 20. Mm. He's a pretty old looking 20, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah. So I, I just, you know, I cranked my, my suspension and disbelief up a little bit, mm-hmm. but otherwise I thought it was a good movie. I, yeah. I, I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. I wonder if we'll see, you know, as we move forward with, AI and the ability to de-age or age mm-hmm. characters. If we'll find like, say in a movie like this, Harrison Ford could just be a younger version. Like he'll look like Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. Uh, he will mm-hmm. be a young Harrison Ford. I guess that's where we're going. Well, you, did, didn't we already do that? Yeah, we did. Well, you did that. And yes, but uh, like, yes, we already done that. <laughs> True. <laughs> we have done that. Well, yeah. in the most recently in the yes. not so great Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones movie. Yeah. Yes. Indiana Jones yeah. 5. Yeah. 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 Um, well, we are getting close to the end, but before we end, we're going to come back and talk a little bit more. But before we do that, we do have some trivia about these two spinoff movies in particular. So here are five things you may not know about Rogue One and Solo. Hi again. This is Nicola with some more Lightsaber Lounge trivia. Here are five facts you might not know about the Star Wars spin-off movies. Number one, no opening crawl. Rogue One was the first major Star Wars movie to not feature an opening crawl. There was a draft of an opening crawl created, but ultimately the decision was made not to use it in an effort to set Rogue One apart from mainline Star Wars films. Number two, the missing line. One of Jin Erso's most iconic lines in Rogue One is, this is a rebellion, isn't it? I rebel. The words I rebel were used on her merchandise, sold on pins at Disney stores and more. The thing is, she never actually says this line in the movie. This dialogue was only in the trailer and cut from the film. Number three, say my name. In Rogue One, the character Bodhi Rook defects from the Empire and convinces the Rebel Council of the threat of the Death Star. He creates the name Rogue One and transfers the Death Star plans to the Rebellion before his demise. This is the first time a Star Wars title was said in the movie. Number four, no Jedi. Solo, a Star Wars movie, is the first movie in Star Wars canon where not one character says the word Jedi. Number five, Wookiee words. In Solo, Han speaks to Chewbacca in the Wookiee language. It's the first time a non-Wookiee speaks the language and the first time the language is translated on screen with subtitles. And that's a wrap for this edition of Trivia. Those were five facts you might not have known about the Star Wars spin-off movies. Now let's get you back to the lounge. And we're back. Yeah, I did not... Uh, to your point, Tony, you were talking about it was nice not to have like a lot of the trappings of the Skywalker saga. They never even said the word Jedi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> or the four, or I didn't, yeah, that's, that's, that's that was, interesting. That was just in Solo. Just yeah, in Solo. Just in Solo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Rogue One said it a few times. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So, did these? Do you think we're going to see more of these types of movies? I know there was some. Rogue One was I, I commercially successful. I think mm-hmm. largely, mm-hmm. Um, very well. Solo yeah. received a lot of criticism. 
what do you think their uh, sort of Disney's appetite is for doing more of these standalone films? Um, I think there will be more standalones. Uh, I think, but they're moving them more towards uh, TV now. I think Stre- streaming has been kind of how they've if they want to do something, this now? yeah, they put well because right. they they need streaming, yeah. yeah, and so they've moved basically all these little side stories. Yeah. Right. To you know, a TV series. Yeah. So Solo could have. This was now Solo might have been a. Might have been a TV a series. streaming yeah. series. I yeah. mean, I think at this point in time that would have made more sense. Probably. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it isn't Lando. Yeah. Uh, streaming. Lando is going to be a streaming service, uh, a, a streaming series, and um, I think, and of course you, you've seen it with Ahsoka and and stuff like that. You know, you're getting the, these. Um, more streaming oriented, uh, but they haven't really announced anything for movies uh, at this point. There are movies in the works, but yeah. they're not being made at this point. It seems it's like they're really sitting back and going, "We have to really reevaluate how we're doing this mm-hmm. and reset to some degree." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I don't know if you know. And originally too, I'm not sure if taking the baton from George Lucas and kind of running the show, but I don't think Kathleen Kennedy was necessarily the right person for that. Um, I don't know how invested she was in Star Wars or how much she had a real true passion for it. I I don't know if that's really the case. I think uh, I think that they were uh, understaffed or, or didn't really understand what they were getting into in the beginning of it. I think it was just like, okay, we just need to make a we need to make a sequel trilogy. Let's just make it and go and do whatever we need to do. Um, because they had talked that there was a a keeper of the story. Like right. there is a, a group of people who keep the story of Star Wars and any script that comes in, they check it against other things mm-hmm. and make sure everything's is good. Clearly no one did that in the sequels when, when Ryan Johnson came into the picture. No. No one talked to him about anything apparently. Um, they just said to him, make a movie and we'll see what happens. Yeah. And they just kind of let him go. Um, uh, but... So I don't think Kathleen Kennedy is is really to to blame I mean, for for yeah. for what's happened up until now. I think a lot of that is just like everyone was trying to be like Marvel, essentially yeah, the right. MCU. They're trying to create this system, yeah. but I think there was like there was a silent hand over Marvel, not like a you can do whatever you want or oh you have to do it this way. It was a very silent hand that kind of nudged everything forward, but everything was still its own thing. Right. And and again, because you're dealing with Star Wars, there was so much more to it. There's like all this expectation. There's all this fan service that needs to be done and stuff like that. So I, I think how they were doing it was just the wrong way of doing it. I do think that now they're kind of getting into their sort of groove with the... Um, the TV series and stuff like that, as you're seeing with uh, like obviously Andor and the Mandalorian series is obviously well received and, and um, Ahsoka has done really well. Um, I think well, Favreau has done a good job of that. Too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think Favreau has been, been really helpful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He brought a lot of the Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Knowledge. He's got a Marvel sensibility. About yeah. It. Yeah. Like he's, he's kind of, he's bridging the two. Yeah two universes like you could take like i'm not uh i appreciate marvel movies but i'm not as much of a marvel fan as i am a star wars fan Mm -hmm. but i think you could take almost any of the marvel movies and cut them up into each other and it would look like the same film like because it all basically looks the same which is you know um good and bad but Mm. if you could imagine trying to do that with star wars films (laughs) man oh man like that would be an interesting exercise because you'd be like 
Okay, that's oh what what is like it's so, <laughs> but it's obviously spread over a much longer period of time, right? Um, arguably, but even just recently, if you started uh, cutting them together, it'll be all over. But uh, yeah, uh, I understand. Um, so one question, I guess we got to wrap things up, but it would be uh, an interesting question for all of you. So if you were to show one of these two movies to someone who was not a Star Wars person yet, and you want to introduce them to Star Wars, and you thought, what would be a fun, what would get them into the story, what would they appreciate? Would you show them Rogue One or Solo, if those are your two choices? If I was showing it to someone who had nothing to do with Star Wars, I would not show them Rogue One, just because of... Um, the dark tone? The dark tone is very bleak. I mean, I don't think that's, I don't think it's indicative of the Star Wars universe right. as a whole. Uh, if you want to show them a really good movie, then yeah, I show them that. But I, I do don't think it's something that you would get them into Star Wars. I, if that was the case, then it would have to be Solo because yeah, I think it's more along the lines of of uh, Star Wars. But then they'd be watching it, going, "I don't, I don't get it. Why? I don't get it." Like, <laughs> right? That's how he gets his name. Like, why is that so important? Like, I don't need to know his name. Like, right? If so, if you're not, if you're not f- the fan service doesn't resonate with you then none of the, all these sort of cool things are lost yeah, yeah. like yeah. all the big things is like oh he's right. doing the castle run okay uh, so? yeah. yeah and yeah. i feel so, like this is, should be important but i don't know why yeah, exactly yeah. exactly yeah. so I, I don't know if either of these are really a good a good first step into star wars really right what are you simon yeah i i slightly disagree like i still mm. think a rogue one would be it's a really good intro intro mm. like it's 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 it, it i think you go rogue one and then you can go to the original series mm. um cuz it's it's dark enough it gets you in and and just ignores everything else i think han solo is just well besides it being a commercial failure that destroyed like five or six other movies that they were playing as well <laughs> yeah. um it's just uh, no one's going to get it you really yeah. have to know everything yeah that's a, that's a movie yeah. you have to know you have to know all the other details to get. Yeah. Right. Or it's just yeah, lost think, on you. Yeah. I yeah. think if you watch Rogue One first and then watched A New Hope, there they they lead into each other, clearly. Yeah. yeah. But there's there's things that are brought up and there's answers in Rogue One that you'll see the questions in in A New Hope. So there's that yeah. that linkage there. I think people would, however, um they watch Rogue One first and like, oh, this is a gritty, dark you know, space opera, and then they get into New Hope. It's like <laughs> this is a little too. It, it, it's it's. You know what I mean? It's, It'll be too it's jarring. Ones for adults and ones for kids, and they're yeah. gonna the, the you're gonna have a real tonal shift there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you can't you can't start with Solo. I don't think because mm-hmm. there's all kinds of stuff that's not gonna make sense to you. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 but, definitely uh, a different. Vibe. Sorry, Scott. No, no. Go <laughs> ahead, Tony. Yeah, go ahead. What we were talking earlier about. Uh, and Simon mentioned it, it that Solo wrecked a bunch of movies coming next. Were they planning to do a, a sequel to Solo? Because yeah. at the end of Solo, Darth Maul shows up, mm-hmm. and I know that's been uh, addressed in other stuff. I think Rebels or, or, or yeah, Rebels. But you know, the the movie viewing public doesn't know how Darth Maul came back. Yeah, yeah, there wasn't sequels, but it was more at the same time. Like there was the big Jabba the Hutt movie was supposed to come out. And that Ooh. got canned right away. Oh, good. Because Han Solo was Can't supposed to be it. in the Jabba the Hutt movie. Yeah, because it was supposed to lead right into that. That's where he's going at yeah. the end of Solo. Oh, okay. of course. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. And that was supposed to lead into 
I forget what they're called, the red, the red uh, faction or the red army or whatever it is. Yeah, like, there was that, and then Knights of the Republic was the other one. Right. Sadly, it's it's uh, uh, it's non-commercial success was a uh, was a big big deal for Star Wars for sure. Yeah. Did did the Rogue One give you kind of any better understanding, like say of the the original trilogy? Did it kind of lead you into that story, give you that sort of that bit of information you really wanted to know? What did it feel like? It filled the gap. I don't think it was a. I don't think it was a question that I really had. Like I. I I guess to a certain degree, I, I actually had no problem with how the 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 little exhaust port that was going to destroy the the Death Star. I was fine with that being a problem. Like I mean, because if you see how many guns are in that pathway, no one was going to make that shot. It took a a, a Jedi essentially a an, an un, a Jedi who wasn't a Jedi yet to be able to do that to make that shot. Like no one was going to make that work. So to me, it was kind of like, it was just a, it was just a dumb chance that this might work a one in a million chance. So no one's going to think that this was a, a, an actual defect. Because if, if someone was designing these plans and actually wanted to make a defect, you'd make it a little bit easier. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I mean, just a little bit easier. Yeah, like right. what was like, it was like eight runs that went through on the Death Star. No one got it in except for one Jedi yeah. who didn't know he was a Jedi. Yeah, like behind this panel, there's an off switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, this, this, there's a secret compartment way over here. Turn the off switch and it'll explode. There you go. That yeah. works. Yeah. That, that been, makes more sense. That would have been a little more helpful. Yeah. 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 As opposed to this like miniature exhaust port that has like all these guns <laughs> leading up to it. Well, you know, one thing in Rowan, we, we've got to wrap things up, but um, in my Star Wars pet peeve, which were things that are always high and narrow with no railings uh, for no reason, of course, when they have to upload the plans, yes. they have to climb up this impossibly tower, high tower. <laughs> And then that's not enough. You got to go out on this little platform to the end. Why is that thing out there? Yeah. Like, like it's not safe. It's so inconvenient. <laughs> is, there, is there workers' compensation or work safe there in space? Apparently not. Because no. there's no. no. <laughs> the Empire does not care about your safety, clearly. I know. I just, uh, I was, I kind of, it made me slightly angry. Okay, we got to put this character well, in, in a vulnerable position. So, okay, what can we do? Well, she has to be isolated and alone out on the... Okay, well, let's make the thing where she's got to plug in the thing out on the thing. Yeah, we'll just make it really difficult. This is what you do, yeah. so because that's how you make this incredibly sophisticated... I mean, it's a whole giant base in a building. Why did they have to put that outside on a, on a ledge? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Didn't, wasn't there like maybe time? it's got something to do with space? We got to get Neil deGrasse Tyson on here. <laughs> right, maybe that. it's got to be closer. They, the Wi-Fi is terrible in the building. Yeah, yeah. Don't <laughs> they have like big satellites all over the place? Oh, the whole, couldn't they have used like one of those areas, like with a big huge satellite, satellite dish pointing yeah. upwards? I mean, I think that's enough, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. It just I was kind of like, oh, yeah. you were so close to being a perfect film, <laughs> and then you had to do that. Oh well, I I digress. <laughs> Well, there'll be a lot more complaining uh, in our next episode. Well, we'll, there's lots to come. Much, uh, like I said, bitching and complaining. Not that we do that because we love Star Wars, but Mm -hmm. it's fun to debate. Um, So thank you guys for being with me again on this episode. Thank you, Sadir. Say say you're welcome or something. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you, Simon. Yeah, thanks. And Tony, thanks very much for being there on FaceTime and keeping your dog from not barking. So that was pretty good. 
I'm loving it. You, yeah. didn't, you didn't hear me. Good. Uh, yeah, no. So you did a good job. All right. And thank you for joining us and listening in. I hope you had a good time. Uh, we did. Um, we'll see you on the next episode. And I hope you're here to join us for that as well. So take care and have a great day. Bye for now. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the Lightsaber Lounge. You can follow and message us on Instagram at Lightsaber Lounge. And, of course, don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss a new episode. Until next time, keep exploring, keep dreaming, and may the Force be with you. Alien life form detected.